This is Ashley and welcome back to Rare! This week we are on a timer because we are talking about real-time games! These games are all about the time they have to play and how players use the time they are given. Well enough of the details, let's roll the dice and get this episode started! We're on a timer. Not really, but... So. We're on a timer. Because <laughs> we're talking about real-time games. Real-time games. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, well, I am Ashley. And I'm Ricky. Um, and we're just going to be talking about uh, real-time games. And I think, like, one of the games I have to talk about, it... It doesn't have a timer, um, but I guess two of the games don't. I have don't have a timer. They're just kind of like either go as fast as you can, or the time is until somebody wins. <laughs> yeah, that's how one of mine is. The other two are timed. Um. But I'm. I think I'm gonna start off with like the the biggest game I have, and it's called Captain Sonar. Woo <laughs> uh, It is uh, two to eight players and about forty five minutes. Um, and it is published by Matagot. And it is designed by Roberto Fraga and Johan Lemonier. I think is how they're pronounced. Not super duper positive. You know how great we are with names. The best. Um, so I I've only I will be upfront, I've only played Captain Sonar once. But we had a really great time playing it and we literally bought it right after we played it so <laughs> um yeah and i will say the the two to eight players i don't know how i feel about playing with two players we played it with six and it went really well um and it maxes out at eight players because there are four roles for each team um because you're split into two teams and what's really cool is the box comes with like a divider that you do against the table and you need to need a table. I think that's best with like um, the number of people on each side. So you're going to need a decently long table if you're playing with more than four people. Um, but there are four roles for each team. You have the engineer, the first mate, the captain and the radio operator. Um, and the way the game works, and I say it's roughly 45 minutes because um, there are two ways to play. Um, and the way that we played was where we were taking turns playing. And you win when you knock out all of your opponent's health because it's a little bit like Battleship. 
And I feel like I'm going through this conversation relatively quick, but when I say this is like the one of the most complicated games, it's a 14 and up game just because it is somewhat complicated. It's a way more robust version of like Battleship. Um, each player is in a submarine basically and you're trying to find your opposing team's submarine um and what each team does is the captain calls out their movement and so they're gonna say um let me see what like because i didn't play as the captain i played as the radio operator which was a lot of fun um so the captain uh yeah decides what cardinal direction he wants to move so you can go north south east or west um the opposing team's radio operator hears that they have like a random starting dot on their um plastic sheet <laughs> and then you put it on like a line and then you go up one and it can be anywhere on your grid um as a radio operator and you're going to try and move it around to like find out where the opposing team is moving so the opposing team can always hear where you're moving they don't know where you're starting at but they can try and like figure it out by what you're saying um and if you were doing the turn movements so the captain would say their movement and then the first mate would mark an empty gauge so there's mine drone silence torpedo sonar and um scenario uh each one kind of does something particular so when the first mate fills in one of those uh spots when it gets filled up all the way they can do that special thing so when they fill up a torpedo all the way uh our submarine can shoot off a torpedo. <laughs> um, and then the engineer uh, crosses out. Everybody has like a, a sheet that they're working with, basically. The captain has the map, and they're doing their direct movements. The radio operator has another map, and they're listening to the opponent's movement. The first mate is filling in gauges on... Um, all the different actions that you can take other than movement. And then the engineer is, what does the engineer do? Uh, to track the breakdown. So when the captain announces the course, the engineer crosses out a symbol corresponding to the um, course, whether north, south, east, or west. Um, and if he crosses out an entire system, it's been broken down. And it that system can't be activated. So if um, the engineer crosses off all of the like red symbols, those are the mine and torpedo symbols, that means that it's broken down and they can't be used at all. Um, when the ship surfaces, it removes um, any uh, breakdowns 
So if you have like a bunch of stuff broken down and you surface, they all get wiped off the board. Um, your health is always like if you've taken damage to your health, that doesn't go away. That's still like your damage because you can still be hit when you are surfaced. Um, when a gauge is full, uh, that means that you can use one of these systems on your turn. So the torpedoes and mines, they do damage. Torpedoes are like instantaneous. Um, they can be shot out, um, I want to say like four spaces away from where you are. And then the damage is in like a grid outside of that. Um, and so if it's like a direct hit, the opposing team takes two points, and if it's not a direct hit and they're still in that grid of damage, they take one point. Um, the mines work in a similar way, except you kind of leave it behind, and if you think that the opposing team is on or near the mine, you can um, explode it, basically. So you need your gauge filled to deploy the mine, but then you can later on activate the mine. Um, and it works in the same grid. If they're directly on it, they take two damage. And if they're in that grid, they take one damage. Um, I believe each submarine has like three points of health. Um, when one team takes three damage, they lose. <laughs> um, there is a real-time version in which both teams are just going at the exact same time. There's no turn taking. You're just yeah, like yelling out orders as quick as possible. <laughs> Otherwise, it's roughly the same game. Um, the, the game comes with like several different map variants and some are more... Um, the real-time variant, I think, has bigger dots on it or it's more spread out. Um, then the turn-taking one, the turn-taking one I think is like a more condensed map, and then the real-time one is a way um, bigger map. Um, but there's a couple different types of maps. There's like a regular one with like islands on it, there's ones with like icebergs, um, and you can only surface where there's broken water, um, and just, it's, it's a really cool game, and it's, it's, not like crazy complicated, but once you sit down and you get going with it, it's not too bad at all. But um, I I really liked it. Did, did I explain it well enough? Did I make sense? I feel like I'm just rambling on about it. No, it, I, I get it. <laughs> have you have you played Captain Sonar before? No. No. Um. It. Yeah, it, you can't play it with two people, but the way that it works is that if you don't have four people for each team, people are picking up the other roles because you always have to play with all of the roles. So if you're playing with two people, it's like one-on-one. -on -one, you're taking all the roles, um, which I don't know. I guess that would be kind of fun, but you would be running all of the systems. <laughs> feel like when in games like that there's always like pros and cons because if it's like 4v4 you got four different brains going mm -hmm. which can be good or bad but you also have like 
<laughs> or different ways of thinking, which can sometimes bring something good mm-hmm. to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, where on the other side, when it's 1v1, you don't have all the different ideas, but you have a little bit more control about what happens. And then you only have yourself to blame if you lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so, like, I, I feel like there would be pros and cons to, yeah. like, the smaller sizes versus the bigger sizes. Mm-hmm. We did the game I played. It was um, 3v3. And I think that worked pretty well. Or did we have 4v4? I'm trying to think. Oh no, I think we did have 4v4, so everybody had their own little role. But um I think it would work fine with like three. I think when you're doing two, it's another one of those things where you're just you're doing maybe too many roles. But I haven't done it that way. So I don't know, maybe it's fine. I've heard that this game is best with like more like six to eight people. Yeah, I feel like since they do offer two different types of play, where it's turn-based or real-time, I feel like real-time would be easier with more people because everybody's got, you know, the ears to listen to what's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Where if you're trying to do real-time with just, like, one-on-one and you're trying to keep track of four different things, like, it would get really confusing and complicated. So I think... Like, the real time would be better for bigger groups, and the turn base might be better for smaller groups. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, Even just playing, like, turn base, I was the radio operator, and, like, some of us would be, like, talking and chatting, and then the opposing team's captain would say what di- which direction they went, and it it was like oh i'm sorry you were going on your turn and i wasn't paying attention and like real time i feel like that would be like amped up and the radio operator would be like so intently listening to the opposing team's captain to see like try and figure out where they were and everything um right. that that is a version i i really really want to try is a real time but yeah, it's 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 a good game. It's it's if you liked the idea of like battleship, but you want something a little bit more like team based and hardier, I really recommend Captain Sonar. It's a uh, to find your opponent <laughs> kind of game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I always liked battleship, so it'd be fun to try it out sometime. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Captain Sonar. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Um, my first one is another bigger game that can also get super complicated. It's <laughs> called Magic Maze. It's one to eight players. It runs about 15 minutes. Uh, it's designed by Casper Lapp. And it is published by Sit Down. Sit Down. With an exclamation point. <laughs> um... So in this one, there's a mage, a warrior, an elf, and a dwarf. So you got <laughs> like four different colors going on. That's how that which... works. <laughs> this kind of has like the same issue with me as like when when we say a wizard, a bard, and a minotaur, <laughs> because you got two that are classes <laughs> and two that are races. Yeah. 
but like i'm just like why <laughs> but anyway i think like uh the mage is purple warriors either red or yellow elf is green and then dwarf is like the opposite of warrior so it's either the yellow or the red oh uh, um and it's uh tile base and the tiles come out like as you play and there is a timer in this one but the 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 trick to this one is that everybody gets a action that they can do mm-hmm and you can only perform that one action the entire game. Oh my gosh. So like your your on your action might be going left or going right or going up or going down or going like um so this this actually takes place in a mall. So like there's escalators so some person might be in control of like going up and down the escalators. <laughs> the other trick is and like we're really bad at this part. But you're not supposed to give any visual or audio clues. There is no talking. Oh for my this gosh. Game. So it's a silent game? It is a silent game. You're not even supposed to, like, technically, you're not even supposed to, like, tap on the table to get somebody's attention to do something. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> you're not supposed to do anything other than what your action is. <laughs> and what you're trying to do is, like, the, the four characters are going through the shopping mall trying to find, like, their item. And then escape because they're being hunted down by the security guards. They're just, like acting suspicious is like kind of like the theme behind it. And it, it's super fun, but it's so complicated. Because like I said, we we can never do it with being completely silent. There's always somebody who's like trying to get somebody's attention or tapping like, hey, move this piece yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you don't know where everything is. So like part of your time is trying to get like tiles on the table so you can get to like the end zone for each one. And then you're also trying to find like the exit tile so you can leave. Mm-hmm. And there are times and there are like little timer thingies on the map. And if you can get somebody to a timer, you'll get more time. Mm. Um, But I forget the exact like condition for it, but you can pause the game, which makes it slightly less real time because real time you can't typically pause. Mm. Uh, but the pauses are the only time you can talk. Ah. So like when you're paused, you can like discuss a quick strategy <laughs> and then like jump back into it. Um, but if you can't, like, get all of the characters, like, items and escape before the time runs out, then you lose the game. Ah. So. So, so simple it, in theory. Yes. Like, the the idea of it is great and really fun. Um, the game itself is fun, but it's just super frustrating since you're not supposed to talk or, like, do any kind of, like, really like any kind of communication with anybody yeah so you're you're just you're trying to get to do things and sometimes like people will like get focused on like one character and like the people over here that are trying to like move this character because you're all the characters can move at the same time they mm-hmm. you're not limited to like one at a time mm. uh, so you might be moving like purple but like green is like 
almost to like where they need to go, but nobody's paying attention to green. So uh, like the person who really you're paying attention to green is like, ah, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think this was given to us as a gift and we've played it a couple times, but the person who got it for us and like taught it to us was very lenient on letting us like, make noises the first few times but they're like the next time we play like no noises no gesturing nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fair because that's the rules yeah yeah that that does sound fun those kinds of games where it's like you you have to be quiet i know there are games that i have i can't remember off the top of my head where that's like a um expert kind of game is where you don't communicate at all um so it's interesting to see a game that that's like the base rule i think with like the less people you have you might have like a couple different movements but then like the more people you have obviously like each person will have their own type of movement Mm -hmm. so i'm not entirely sure if it would be better with less people or better with more people i think when we played it we've had like four to six people okay so we've always had like a decent size and there are some that kind of repeat so like one person might only be able to move left and one person can go left and like up the escalators oh i see so like two people can move left so like you as the left person you don't have to pay attention to everything at one time you can split Mm -hmm. it between the two people but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those games where you have to be aware of what's going on. Like, you need to be paying yeah, attention to, like, but everything. not just one person. You yeah. need to be paying attention to everything. So it's it is it's cooperative. Everybody's moving all the yeah. pieces, basically. Yeah. Okay. I was just I I had a thought and then I lost my thoughts. So <laughs> if it comes back, okay. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay but um yeah that's the 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 essence of magic maze i've seen it on the shelf i've never actually played it the the concept seemed interesting to me when that they first like when i first read it i'm like this game sounds awful (laughs) because i was like i wasn't sure how it like worked without like seeing it in action kind of thing like it it sounds like the idea sounds fun but when you think about like not being able to talk you're just like ugh, how would you even play this and it it's hard but it's fun because it it, it's definitely one of those like adrenaline type games yeah um the next game i have to talk about is um I mean, actually, my next two are kind of like adrenaline inducing. Um, But this game is called Five Minute Mystery. Woohoo! It's uh, one to six players. Um, So the game, it's called Five Minute Mystery. The mysteries are not all five minutes, they range anywhere from like. The beginner one is like nine minutes and sometimes they'll be like seven minutes or three minutes. Um, and you'll kind of do like 
a a couple of mysteries all at one go. Um, so your time will kind of vary, but I would say maybe like 15, 20 minutes, depending on how many you're doing sort of thing. Um, but if you know anything about the, the five-minute games is that normally like five-minute Marvel and five-minute Dungeon is it's a five-minute timer and you're cooperatively trying to beat bosses. Um, five-minute Mystery is cooperative, but you're all trying to help solve a mystery. <laughs> Um, what I really like about it, um, oh, and I got really excited about it and I didn't even say who it was designed by or anything. It's designed by, uh, Connor Reed and it's published by Wiggles 3D. Sorry. Wiggles. <laughs> Just got so excited about it. Um, but 5-Minute Mystery is just really cool because it comes with what they call a codex and it's it's very very cool it has like symbols on it that spin around um and then what the players have to do is um one player will have the codex and all the other players including the player with the codex will be looking at the mystery card um what you're trying to do is on the mystery card, there are symbols and all the mystery cards have the same types of symbols. They all just look differently. So on every card, there's a star, a plus, a circle, a triangle, and a square. But there's different variations of all of these things in the picture. Um, they're hidden in the picture. So, um, like... Let's say, for example, our mystery was, not that one, because that one's real hard, uh, the case of double trouble. Uh, so there's like flavor text about the mystery. Uh, I managed to find an even more rare second MacGuffin, but that one was stolen too. Find them both, please. Um, and this one has a six minute timer. And uh, when you solve a scene, you take two clues instead of one, but you also have to catch two culprits. Um, and the way that the culprits work is that face down, they have colored sides. So there's a, a blue, green, um, purple, and red. And they have like kind of colored in sides. Um, and then there's a couple different types of clues. And when you complete a mystery card and you find all of the shapes in it, um, you get a clue or two glues, two clues, not glues. <laughs> um, and you try to match it with the side of the culprit. Um, the the there are four different types of clues um it's like what their skin type is because they're all animals it's do they have fur do they have skin do they have feathers it'll be something like that um another one is kind of like 
a little bit what they're wearing. They have like a hat or a flower. Um, another one is um, kind of like what they're holding. Um, so like an umbrella or a newspaper. And then the other item is also something that they have on them. Um, so like an, uh, an umbrella or a pocket watch, um, things like that. So you match that to the side of the culprit. If it matches, they have that pocket watch. Um, and then the suspects are um, on cards and they're divided equally amongst everybody. And you can start eliminating suspects based on what clues are matching and what clues are not matching to the culprits. Um, and the way that the timer works is that you don't automatically lose when time runs out. You can still kind of assess what suspects are left that could match with the culprit. And you could still try and figure out who the culprit is once time runs out. Um, you can always um, also try and say, I know who the culprit is before time does run out. A lot of times we've let it like run to the clock just to get as many clues as possible and then assess whether or not we know who the culprit is. Um, if you get if you get the culprit right, you win. If you don't, you lose. <laughs> simple. Yes, it is simple. Um, and it's and it's time. So each each case just takes a different amount of time. There's um, easy, medium, and hard cases. Um, Sometimes a case will require you that you have to find a certain clue. Um, and the clues are separated by color into four different piles because there's four different colors um, and then mixed up. So you don't know which clue you're pulling every turn. Um, so some of the clue, some of the cases require you to find like the hat. So you need the hat clue. Whether or not your culprit has a hat, you have to find the hat clue in order to win. So if you don't have that hat clue, even if you get the culprit correct, you've technically lost. Um, so some of them just have funny little things like that. Um, there's there's a case that's called, I love it, it's called Blue's Clues. You have to use all the blue clues. <laughs> Makes sense. It's, it's very cute. Um, and it's it's just it's really sassy and i love it because the um because it, the museum of everything needs your help and the museum curator is uh, a walrus <laughs> and if you download the app instead of just running like a timer um he he talks to you and he says the like the flavor text of the mystery that you're doing it's it's very cute and i i love it so much this is like by far my favorite five minute game even though not everything in it all the mysteries are five minutes i've enjoyed it so so much i love it yes uh i got to try this one one time and I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. Um, I've played regular five minute dungeon and that one that one was fun. But I would say that this one was a lot better 
for my taste, mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely like way more up my alley. I like um figuring kind of things out and it's uh kind of like a little bit like an I spy sort of thing on the um mystery cards themselves because you're looking for our hidden objects basically. So um yeah. you have to have uh decently good eyesight to play it. <laughs> I played it with some of my in laws and some of their eyes are not very good and they had a really hard time with the game. <laughs> but mm. Yeah, five minute dungeon or mystery. 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 I know the game I'm talking about, I promise. <laughs> um let's go with a game that I like to play. I don't remember if I've talked about this or not on an episode. If I did, it might have been like a card game one. I'm going to talk about it again because okay. it's fun. Okay. I like it. Um, so this one, my next one, is Voodoo Mania. Voodoo Mania. <laughs> this is a game that I find extremely fun, and I find it that most people don't agree with me. <laughs> it's uh, two to six players. It runs about 20 minutes. Uh, it is designed by Martin... Uh, Nettergard Anderson and it is published by Hutch and Passport Games Studios. Nice. So, Voodoo Mania is this one isn't timed, but it's one of those like you got to go as fast as you can mm-hmm. and be the first one to run out of your deck first, be able to win. So this one is not cooperative at all. (laughs) Um, This one there. So everybody, uh, depending on how many players there are, you split the deck as evenly as possible between like all the players. Mm -hmm. Simple, simple. (laughs) So the cards are double sided. And every card has five symbols on it and five colors on it. However, in general, there are six colors and six symbols. So how you play this game is you start off with a card in the middle of the table and you get to draw three cards out of your stack of cards. And you have to try to find on your cards, the symbol and color that's missing on the card in the middle. And they're all like voodoo related. So there's like a a top hat and a potion vial and a voodoo doll and an amulet and a mask and maybe something else. I don't know how many things I listed off. But the, (laughs) the colors are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. So you got your rainbow colors and then you got the symbols. So like say the card is missing the the blue potion bottle. I'd have to try to find a card in my hand that has the blue potion bottle and then put it on the table on top of that card and say blue potion bottle. So then, uh, since I played a card, I get to draw another card because you always have three in your hand at a time. 
So maybe the next one is missing the green amulet. So now I got to look through my cards and try to find a card that has the green amulet on it. <laughs> Put it in the middle, green amulet. And so that everybody's going at the same time. Everybody's trying to find the missing object and color and putting it down. I do tend to call people out because sometimes they're wrong. <laughs> um, but basically, you just do that. You're allowed to look. You can look front and back on your cards. If you are finding that like the, the color and the symbol that you need are just not on any of the faces of your cards, you can take one card, stuck, uh, like stuff it at the bottom of your deck, and draw a new card. And you can do that a couple like until you find a card that has what you need on it. Um, because you can only have three cards in your hand. But you just you just do that until you're the first one to run out of your cards. And that's it. It's super simple. <laughs> that's, that's super it. simple. <laughs> it's super simple but, until you play it and you're like screaming because you can't find the right card. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that I've made play this game with me I'll say it makes their brain hurt. <laughs> yes, yes. Because you're trying to find what's missing, and it makes your head hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely think uh, identifying the missing color is, like, the easiest thing to do. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know your rainbow colors. You can decide, like, if the green one is missing. But a lot of times it's the... Uh, the object that people get confused on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll place like a if the green amulet's missing they'll place like the green mask and it's like nope <laughs> Take that card back now. <laughs> so it's 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 a little it's just i don't know i i thoroughly enjoy it i like that like real-time quickness that you got to get the right card mm -hmm. and i also kind of like the like figure out what's missing like i i like those kinds of things mm -hmm. i don't know even what you really call it <laughs> but i like it I, yeah it's it's such a great game and nobody wants to play it ever i i, I liked mean, it but yeah like i i think the only person that maybe like actually liked the game was jeremy and that's because he kept winning which i was <laughs> bummed about but also excited because i was glad somebody else was like really like fast yeah <laughs> yeah I like was, he kept me on my toes yeah i was i was having a real hard time finding by the time i found it somebody else had already laid the card down so it was on to the next one by the time i found it somebody else had already laid it so i'm like i'm i'm not good at this game <laughs> <sighs> At least you weren't Jason. Like, Jason was the one who was constantly putting down the wrong card. And we just had to be like, no, Jason. Like, it even got to the point where he even started putting a card down. We're just like, no. no you're wrong. I can tell you right now, you're wrong. Because he wouldn't even... He did get, it. He, he did get a couple right. He I'll did. That. He did. It was just it was hilarious that, like, most of the time we're just like, no, Jason. A couple of times I do remember he would put down like the same card. I think that's also what tripped people up is that they would try to put down like a matching card and not one that didn't have so the that, missing that piece. is actually in the rules. So um, if you can find a card that is missing the same exact combination, you can yell out Voodoo Mania and like pause the game for like a second and then 
that game the game doesn't start again until that player places down a card. Ah. I think there's a rule like that somewhere. So I think that's why some people were trying to find like the same missing item mm-hmm. so they could do that. But a lot of times the game's moving too fast and you got to still be able to keep up with what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. While still trying to like look at your card. Just moving along so with the game. <laughs> it's just a real fast-paced game. <laughs> I think the reason it's like 20 minutes is because like there is a decent amount of cards to the deck. Mm-hmm. And the 20 minutes might be more on like the two player end. Cause you're 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 just splitting like the deck in half. Oh, you're going through you a have, lot like, more cards. More cards to do. Um, where if you're playing with more like six people, it, it can go pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I'd say we probably played a couple games in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It, like everybody was just like laying down cards. So but yeah, Pudumania. I love it. Don't nice. care what anybody else says. Nice. Um, my my last game is a little bit more on the level of Voodoo Mania. I it's I would say it's not as complicated, because uh, uh, I think yeah, it's it's technically like a little kids game, or like a five and up game. Um, it's called Astro Trash. Um, it is, uh, I, I moved my box and then I couldn't see it. It is a three to five player game and it's about 20 minutes. Um, and the point of Astro Trash is to get rid of all the trash on your planet. Who designed it? Uh, designed by... Cami Mandel, and it's published by the OP USopoly. <laughs> um, but uh, the so the object of the game is get rid of all the trash on your planet. Uh, each player starts off with like a little cardboard planet in front of them. There's a couple of different designs, and then in the middle of all the players, you put the sun. <laughs> And depending on the number of players you have is the amount a, of trash that you kind of divvy up amongst them. Um, and the trash is really cool. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like candy pieces. So they're all solid plastic. There's um, like purple fish and green splats and yellow dots and um, uh, like a... a a pink cube, uh, a red shard looking thing, and then like a blue shard looking thing. And I I like I like the way the pieces are. They're they're like like resin pieces. They're pretty nice. Um so the uh amount of pieces is dependent on the number of players. Um if you've ever played like left, right, center, that's a little bit of what this game is. Um, each player has um, two dice. They have, oh no, I'm sorry. They have three dice. They have the um, the shape and color of the trash that they're moving. They have the direction that they are moving it to, and they have the quantity that they are moving. Um, so there are six different pieces of trash so you're always going to have like a one in six chance of getting a certain kind of trash um the direction dice is either 
um, left, right, um, into the sun, or a any player that you want to. It's a question mark. Um, and then the quantity is one, two, or three pieces. Um, and so what you're doing is everybody's going at the exact same time. So you go, um, the player who won um, gets to start the round. Um, the, the start of the game, uh, it is just a random player. You can go like youngest or you can say, hey, you're going to start the game. So, um, and then you just go, uh, one, two, three, ditch it is what you're supposed to say because <laughs> you're ditching the trash. Right. <laughs> um, but then all players are going simultaneously. So all the players are rolling all three of their dice, moving their pieces correspondingly, um, either left, right into the sun or to any random player. Um, if you're moving it to the sun, it's it's kind of like out of play. Um, otherwise, if you're moving it to another player's planet, it's still technically in play. So it could always come back to you as well. Um, but once you get rid of all the trash on your... Um, I almost said island. It's planet. <laughs> once you get rid of all the trash on your planet... Uh, you shout clean, and then everybody stops. Uh, if you have no trash, you get a little trophy. Um, the first player with three trash trophies wins the game. And uh, that's that's basically the game. There's um, other rules, uh, like if kids are kind of having a hard time um, you can start them off with a couple less pieces of trash. Um, and if they're having a really hard time, um, moving trash or they're having a hard time, like figuring it out, um, you can just have them do the quantity and direction and they don't have to worry about, um, what kind of trash they're moving. They can just move whatever. Cause this, this is a, a, a younger kids game. It's, I think a good game for like um, dexterity and being a little a little quick. So I can see how that could work. Just having them know which direction they're moving and how many they're moving, and not to worry so much about what type they're moving. Um, but I really enjoy it. <laughs> and if you know anybody who likes a left, right, center, um, this might be a good game. Um, for them to have it's it's different I think it's really bright and colorful um, and the rules are like literally just one page <laughs> so it's not complicated at all um, and I, I I enjoyed it a lot it's it's a it's a really dumb game where you get like just loud playing it <laughs> Yeah. But uh yeah, that's Astro Trash. Astro Trash. Okay. <laughs> so my last game is Escape the Curse of the Temple. Ooh. It is one to five players and it runs ten minutes. Mm. It is 
designed by Christian Amundsen Amundsen Utsby. I don't know how you pronounce the O with the slash through it. Oh, I I don't know either. But that that's it's the O with the slash through it. S T B Y. However you pronounce the O and then Um, and it's published by Queen Games. So, Escape the Curse of the Temple is kind of a little bit along the lines of Magic Maze, a little bit. As like there, it's tile based, and the tiles come out as you like explore more pe- places of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is cooperative, and you are allowed to talk in this game. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but the the time limit is exactly ten minutes. Like there's an actual timer for this one. Um, you can. I. I can't even say you you can just run a 10 minute timer like you have to find uh, I think it comes with um, a place where you can like download the audio for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they even have like Spotify has some playlists of like timers for this game. Oh. So you're not limited to what like just comes with the game. Some people have actually made um, playlists for this game. That's fine. Um, and the, the only reason it matters is because you do have 10 minutes to go into the temple, collect as much treasure as you can, and leave. But there's two instances within that 10 minutes where um, a countdown will like start. And what you have to do is, however far you've gotten from the safe zone, which is the starting zone, mm-hmm. you have to make your way back to the safe zone before the timer runs out ah. or you'll lose a die for the like the rest of the game because you're constantly like really rolling dice for mm-hmm. this game mm-hmm. so that happens twice and then the third time is like you're you have to make it out the exit before the timer runs out ah. so um everybody goes at the same time there's no like turns in this one everybody's taking their turn simultaneously um, but everybody's rolling five dice, and there's five different symbols. So there's uh, black masks, uh, gold or yellow masks, uh, red torches, blue keys, or uh, there's like green people or adventure little peoples, mm-hmm. and the green person is on there twice. So oh. you have a higher chance of rolling the green person than anything else. Um so the black die or the black masks if you roll those it locks the die so you have to put it aside and you can't roll that anymore um unless you roll a gold mask so the gold mask can un- like one gold mask can un- unlock up to two black masks oh okay so like you can constantly like lock and unlock your dice but you can also use your gold masks to help your um like teammates i guess since everybody's on the same team you can help unlock other people's dice too it's not just your own dice oh, okay so it's, so it's slightly cooperative um the the green person is how you move so you have to roll green dice and for every 
all the green ones that you roll, you can move your person around the, the maps. Um, there are some, like, some rooms have, like, certain dice you have to roll to be able to move into that room, and some of them do involve the, like, blue and red side of the dice. And then um, there are spots where there's, like, green gems in a room, which is the treasure you're trying to find, and then you have to, like, roll, like, so many red to unlock one green gem or so many red to get two green gems or so many reds to get three green gems mm -hmm. so the more gems you want to get the higher that number is but if somebody's in that room with you you can pull your dice together to get the green gems um and then you take those green gems and you put them in a little pool um and uh if you discover the exit you can try to leave at any point in time but um, your exit number is equal to like the number of gems that are left inside the temple at the time you're trying to escape. So obviously, like the less gems you find, the harder it's going to be for you to be able to get out. So you want to get more gems so it's easier to get out uh... when it gets close to reaching that time limit of 10 minutes. So it's it's mostly just like get the treasure and get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it sounds it's another one. It's it's simple. It, there's not really a lot complicated to it. It's just another like adrenaline because you'd be kind of surprised like how quick those ten minutes go. No, yeah. When you're like rolling dice, like you, especially when you're getting to the point where like almost all of your dice are locked and you like are panicking because you don't know mm -hmm. what to do, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Somebody roll a, a gold mask, please!" Help me, kind of thing. <laughs> I think there is a thing where you can, as a group, decide to spend a green gem to like unlock the dice. I don't fully remember that part, but I know there is something where you can, like, agree to get rid of a green gem to do something. Ah. But then that's going against, like, your total, total. overall yeah. that's going in. So you don't really want to do that too much. Or there might even be ones that are, like, set aside and you only get, like, so many per, like, number of players to, like, mm -hmm. reset things. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do it, like, too frequently because then you'll just run out. Yeah. And then you'll get stuck. So... Um, we ended up getting like the big box version of this and it comes with like five expansions. Oh, wow. Um, so there's like some of them add like tiles that do things and some of them have like or like smaller tiles and then there's other ones that add like map tiles that do different things or they can be like have like bad things on them rather than just trying to find the treasure yeah. so the base game is like pretty simple and then the expansions like add more mechanics to it than just trying to like find treasure and get out gotcha so but it is just another adrenaline junkie <laughs> game that is escape the curse of the temple Nice. Like those, yeah. those real time games done in real time. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just full of jokes. Haha, <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, a lot of games that I have, it turns out, are more like, uh, real time, just because they have timers or they're kind of all done like simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh honorable mention to fuse <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that, fuse. that game that i only talk about like every three episodes you know <laughs> we were very good about not making that one of the main games this time yes i i was like oh i could talk about fuse and i'm like no <laughs> do not talk about fuse <laughs> i feel like a lot of games are probably considered real time. I think what stands out to me about these kinds of games is like either they're like just super fast paced or they have timers mm-hmm. is what makes it more like mm-hmm. real time to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think like simultaneous turns kind of add that real time because then it's just like as fast as you can go um kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but I I enjoy them a lot. They can be cooperative, competitive. There's like a really good mix, I feel, with the real-time types of games. Uh, I think... Hmm. Question this week. What? Hmm. I kind of want to say, like, what's your favorite thing to do that can be done in, like, ten minutes or less? Keep it clean. (laughs) Keep keep it clean. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to say that. (laughs) Um, I, I like to make, uh, like hot cocoa. (laughs) I can be real quick. Yeah. Um. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like that question. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What's your favorite fast-paced game? There we go. Yeah, I like that. What's your favorite fast-paced game? Uh, honestly, I'm now torn between Five Minute Mystery and Fuse. <laughs> mm. I wouldn't say... Well... I guess I don't, we don't play many fast-paced games too often, but I'd probably have to say Voodoo Mania. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Just I'm good at it. <laughs> I'm just really good at it, so, you know. <laughs> of course I'm going to like it because I'm good at it. But yeah, so I'm not saying I'm the best because no. I've 
there, I like I mentioned, like there has been people who beat me. I just like it because it's it's not just like fast, like just moving fast. It's like thinking fast. Like you gotta mm-hmm. think on your toes. Yeah. It like yeah. exercises that think muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of need to do that a little bit more <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Use this thinking muscles. Yeah. It, it's. I, I would almost be interested to see, like, how somebody who does, like, a fast-paced job, like, an EMT or, like, firefighters, or it, like, how good they would be at it. Oh. At, like, noticing, like, what's wrong? What's the problem? What do I need to fix? What do I do to, like, mm-hmm. you know, get get this card out of my hand kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I almost <laughs> wonder if they'd be really good at that game. Yeah. I'm, I am a slow problem solver. <laughs> I'm not a quick problem solver. <laughs> Which, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, sometimes you need somebody to, like, mull things over. Mm-hmm. need that, that time to think. So, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Um, I'm gonna remember this week to um, plug all of our socials. The link is always down in the description, but... Uh, the link is down there. It has links to all of our socials, Discord, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Discord, merch, podcast, everything. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm Ashley. And I'm Ricky. Bye. Bye. Bye.